Part 2, Article 9, Sections 48 and 49 of Robert's Rules of Order. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. Robert's Rules of Order. Pocket Manual of Rules of Order for Deliberative Assemblies by Henry M. Robert. Section 48. A Permanent Society. A. First Meeting. When it is desired to form a permanent society, those interested in it should see that only the proper persons are invited to be present, at a certain time and place. It is not usual in mass meetings or meetings called to organize a society to commence until fifteen or thirty minutes after the appointed time. When someone steps forward and says, The meeting will please come to order, I move that Mr. A. act as chairman of this meeting. Someone seconds the motion, when the one who made the motion puts it to a vote, or, as it is called, puts the question, as already described, under an occasional meeting, section 46a. And, as in that case, when the chairman is elected, he announces as the first business in order the election of a secretary. After the secretary is elected, the chairman calls on some member who is most interested in getting up the society to state the object of the meeting. When this member rises, he says, Mr. Chairman, the chairman then announces his name when the member proceeds to state the object of the meeting. Having finished his remarks, the chairman may call on other members to give their opinions upon the subject, and sometimes a particular speaker is called out by members who wish to hear him. The chairman should observe the wishes of the assembly, and while being careful not to be too strict, he must not permit any one to occupy too much time and weary the meeting. When a sufficient time has been spent in this informal way, someone should offer a resolution, so that definite action can be taken. Those interested in getting up the meeting, if it is to be a large one, should have previously agreed upon what is to be done, and be prepared at the proper time to offer a suitable resolution, which may be in a form similar to this. Resolved, that it is the sense of this meeting that a society for, state the object of the society, should now be formed in this city. This resolution, when seconded and stated by the chairman, would be open to debate, and be treated as already described. Section 46b. This preliminary motion could have been offered at the commencement of the meeting, and if the meeting is a very large one, this would probably be better than to have the informal discussion. After this preliminary motion has been voted on, or even without waiting for such a motion, one like this can be offered. I move that a committee of five be appointed by the chair to draft a constitution and by-laws for a society for, here state the object, and that they report at an adjourned meeting of this assembly. This motion can be amended, section 56, by striking out and adding words, etc., and it is debatable. When this committee is appointed, the chairman may inquire, is there any other business to be attended to? or, what is the further pleasure of this meeting? 
when all business is finished a motion can be made to adjourn to meet at a certain place and time which when seconded and stated by the chair is open to debate and amendment it is usually better to fix the time of the next meeting see section sixty three at an earlier stage of the meeting and then when it is desired to close the meeting move simply to adjourn which cannot be amended or debated when this motion is carried the chairman says this meeting stands adjourned to meet at etc specifying the time and place of the next meeting b second meeting note ordinary meetings of a society are conducted like this second meeting the chairman however announcing the business in the order prescribed by the rules of the society section seventy two for example after the minutes are read and approved he would say the next business in order is hearing reports from the standing committees he may then call upon each committee in their order for a report thus has the standing committee on applications for membership any report to make in which case the committee may report as shown above or some member of it reply that they have no report to make or when the chairman knows that there are but few if any reports to make it is better after making the announcement of the business for him to ask have these committees any reports to make after a short pause if no one rises to report he states there being no reports from the standing committees the next business in order is hearing the reports of select committees when he will act the same as in the case of standing committees the chairman should always have a list of the committees to enable him to call upon them as well as to guide him in the appointment of new committees End note. at the next meeting the officers of the previous meeting if present serve until the permanent officers are elected when the hour arrives for the meeting the chairman standing says the meeting will please come to order as soon as the assembly is seated he adds the secretary will read the minutes of the last meeting if any one notices an error in the minutes he can state the fact as soon as the secretary finishes reading them if there is no objection without waiting for a motion the chairman directs the secretary to make the correction the chairman then says if there is no objection the minutes will stand approved as read or corrected if any corrections have been made he announces as the next business in order the hearing of the report of the committee on the constitution and by-laws the chairman of the committee after addressing mr chairman and being recognized reads the committee's report and then hands it to the chairman Note in large and formal bodies the chairman before inquiring what is to be done with the report usually directs the secretary to read it again see note to section forty six c for a few common errors in acting upon reports of committees see also note to section forty six b End note. if no motion is made the chairman says you have heard the report read what order shall be taken upon it or simply inquires what shall be done with the report someone moves its adoption or still better moves the adoption of the constitution reported by the committee and when seconded the chairman says the question is on the adoption of the constitution reported by the committee he then reads the first article of the constitution 
and asks, are there any amendments proposed to this article? If none are offered, after a pause, he reads the next article, and asks the same question, and proceeds thus until he reads the last article, when he says, the whole Constitution having been read, it is open to amendment. Now any one can move amendments to any part of the Constitution. When the chairman thinks it has been modified to suit the wishes of the assembly, he inquires, Are you ready for the question? If no one wishes to speak, he puts the question, As many as are in favor of adopting the Constitution as amended will say aye, and then as many as are opposed will say no. He distinctly announces the result of the vote, which should always be done. If the articles of the Constitution are subdivided into sections or paragraphs, then the amendments should be made by sections or paragraphs instead of by articles. The Chairman now states that the Constitution, having been adopted, it will be necessary for those wishing to become members to sign it and pay the initiation fee if required by the Constitution, and suggests, if the assembly is a large one, that a recess be taken for the purpose. A motion is then made to take a recess for, say, ten minutes or until the Constitution is signed. The Constitution being signed, no one is permitted to vote excepting those who have signed it. The recess having expired, the chairman calls the meeting to order and says, The next business in order is the adoption of bylaws. Someone moves the adoption of the bylaws reported by the committee, and they are treated just like the Constitution. The chairman then asks, what is the further pleasure of the meeting, or states that the next business in order is the election of the permanent officers of the society. In either case, someone moves the appointment of a committee to nominate the permanent officers of the society, which motion is treated as already described in section 47. As each officer is elected, he replaces the temporary one, and when they are all elected, the organization is completed. If the society is one that expects to own real estate, it should be incorporated according to the laws of the state in which it is situated, and for this purpose, someone on the Committee on the Constitution should consult a lawyer before this second meeting, so that the laws may be conformed to. In this case, the trustees are usually instructed to take the proper measures to have the society incorporated. Section 49. Constitutions, By-Laws, Rules of Order, and Standing Rules. In forming a constitution and by-laws, it is always best to procure copies of those adopted by several similar societies, and for the committee, after comparing them, to select one as the basis of their own, amending each article just as their own report is amended by the society. When they have completed amending the Constitution, it is adopted by the committee. The bylaws are treated in the same way, and then, having finished the work assigned them, someone moves that the committee rise, and that the chairman or some other member report the Constitution and bylaws to the assembly. If this is adopted, the Constitution and bylaws are written out, and a brief report made of this form. Your committee, appointed to draft a constitution and by-laws, would respectfully submit the following, with the recommendation that they be adopted as the constitution and by-laws of this society. 
which is signed by all the members of the committee that concur in it. Sometimes the report is only signed by the chairman of the committee. In the organization just given, it is assumed that both a constitution and by-laws are adopted. This is not always done. Some societies adopt only a constitution, and others only by-laws. Where both are adopted, the constitution usually contains only the following. 1. Name and object of the society. 2. Qualification of members. 3. Officers, their election and duties. 4. Meetings of the society, only including what is essential, leaving details to the bylaws. 5. How to amend the Constitution. These can be arranged in five articles, each article being subdivided into sections. The Constitution containing nothing but what is fundamental, it should be made very difficult to amend. Usually previous notice of the amendment is required, and also a two-thirds or three-fourths vote for its adoption. Section 73. It is better not to require a larger vote than two-thirds, and where the meetings are frequent, an amendment should not be allowed to be made except at a quarterly or annual meeting, after having been proposed at the previous quarterly meeting. The bylaws contain all the other standing rules of the society, of such importance that they should be placed out of the power of any one meeting to modify, or they may omit the rules relating to the conduct of business in the meetings, which would then constitute the rules of order of the society. Every society, in its by-laws or rules of order, should adopt a rule like this. The rules contained in specifying the work on parliamentary practice shall govern the society in all cases to which they are applicable, and in which they are not inconsistent with the rules of order or by-laws adopted by the society. Without such a rule, any one so disposed could cause great trouble in a meeting. In addition to the Constitution, by-laws, and rules of order, in nearly every society resolutions of a permanent nature are occasionally adopted which are binding on the society until they are rescinded or modified. These are called standing rules, and can be adopted by a majority vote at any meeting. After they have been adopted, they cannot be modified at the same session, except by a reconsideration. Section 60. At any future session, they can be suspended, modified, or rescinded by a majority vote. The standing rules, then, comprise those rules of a society which have been adopted like ordinary resolutions, without the previous notice, etc., required for by-laws, and consequently future sessions of the society are at liberty to terminate them whenever they please. No standing rule or other resolution can be adopted which conflicts with the Constitution, by-laws, or rules of order. Note in practice these various classes of rules are frequently very much mixed the standing rules of some societies are really by-laws as the society cannot suspend them nor can they be amended until previous notice is given this produces confusion without any corresponding benefit standing rules should contain only such rules as are subject to the will of the majority of any meeting and which it may be expedient to change at any time without the delay incident to giving previous notice.
rules of order should contain only the rules relating to the orderly transaction of the business in the meetings of the society the by-laws should contain all the other rules of the society which are of too great importance to be changed without giving notice to the society of such a change provided that the most important of these can be placed in a constitution instead of in the by-laws these latter three should provide for their amendment the rules of order should provide for their suspension the by-laws sometimes provide for the suspension of certain articles none of these three can be suspended without it is expressly provided for end note end of part two article nine sections forty eight and forty nine